Hi, this is Serena Vincent, and you're listening to Power Rangers in Cyberspace. Ah, after 10,000 years, I'm free. Now, finally to conquer Earth. Alpha, Rita's escaped. Recruit to me, podcasters with attitude. Power Rangers in Cyberspace. Hello, welcome to get another episode of Power Rangers in Cyberspace, episode 1818, the big 1-8. Our show is now an adult. My name is Sean Fritz. I'm joined as always with my co-host, Anthony Mullen. Anthony Mullen. Anthony, the, one, the feedback the in my earphones, man. Mullen. Dude, I'm, I can't believe it took us this long to figure out how to truly record and have it sound good quality now. Yeah, it's it's nice. I, I I'm a fan. For those that don't know, a couple about a month and a half ago, I figured out because I used to be recording a USB mic to plug in, and it was causing this weird like echoey phase feedback. So I'm plugging into a DJ mixer, and the DJ mixer is not meant to like it's not built for this job specifically. It's a mixer. It should be able to switch the channels and record when I needed to record. And after some playing around, about a month of fucking up and. Not knowing what to do and you guys having to deal with me coming across as a background echo. I'm back. And I know how to do this the right way. You're back. Yet you never left. Exactly. But no, I was actually telling you, I was actually saying that because I was getting a little bit of my own feedback in my earphones. Oh, shit. I'm not anymore. I was just saying it because, you know, I was going to cut it out. But we'll leave it in since you went on for a minute and a half about feedback. and. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm good. Um, yeah, it's there. It's there. It's fun. It, it comes up every once in a while, but that's okay. Today, Anthony, we're going to talk, finally, we'll, we'll call this the holiday episode, because once this comes out, when this comes out, it'll be right around the middle of the holidays, you know, when everybody, including myself, takes off for the end of the year, and we'll finally give the fans, the listeners, the loyal listeners, and the Instagram followers, the much-promised, hopefully not over-promised, Teeny Howard interview from a couple weeks ago at NC Comic-Con. Have you had a chance to listen to it yet? I have not, dude. I've literally just been listening to, her, to Critical Role. I haven't even caught up on back issues yet, okay? You're, you're, you're well-researched, and I appreciate your uh, <laughs> your deep dive into the material. I... I... <laughs> hard time. Dusty roads, hard time. Exactly. So, Anthony, uh, like I said, we're going to talk... I think this whole episode is just going to be about Power Rangers Pink. Uh, issues, all issues, one through six. Power Rangers Pink. Um... This is about the Red Ranger, right? It's canon, I guess, now. Right? Because it fits in where... Well, and it's funny you say that. In my interview with Teeny Howard, I did mention the Higg- the Kyle Higgins books being canon, and this also being canon, and they just kind of play... It, and they, they, they interweave it, like what... like They fill in what you've missed. It's kind of like that, and she's like, no, it's not really considered canon. And I was like, wait a minute, it could be, why isn't it? Really? It's not considered canon? I don't know who does and doesn't consider it canon. It's almost like it weaves in and out of the canon. I don't think you watch it, but like the Walking Dead TV show kind of does the same thing to a degree. I would consider this as canon. I would agree because it's it's what happens off screen and it's an amazing story. I don't see why it couldn't happen. It's very possible, very easily possible that Goldar does make an appearance and... You know, Trini, Trini, or not Trini, um, Kimberly, after she's done with uh, college, or after she's done with high school, where she moved forward, I mean, 
it's very possible that you know she doesn't still have to fight monsters somewhere these are villains that were chasing the power rangers for years and years and they're just gonna like oh you're not here anymore no i mean if the power rangers are somewhere still i couldn't see gold are not going after him like they did in this series so i i i can i'll accept this as canon and i like it as canon i, I would agree but that being said let's get into this to piggyback on what you were saying I would say this this has to be, you know, I, I think it takes place within the, you know, the third year of the Mighty Morphin season three, basically. After Kimberly, Trini, Jason, and Zach all leave. You see, when, when the team shows up, issues five and six, when they show up, Tommy is the White Ranger, which was the third season because Kimberly left halfway through the second season or close to the end of the second season. Yeah, but no, the thing is, Zeo wasn't still Power Rangers. Zeo was its own series, season. Agreed, but Tommy was Tommy and Catherine and uh, Rocky were all still Zeo Rangers, so they were in their Zeo garb at that time. So this has to take place in the third season of Money Morphin Power Rangers. I agree. Okay, yeah, that, that, that's just what I was trying to relate. You know, it's it's after it's after Tommy's been white. Well, you know, Kimberly's gone. So yeah, which was the third season. Yeah. But she wasn't gone that long because she was part of the ninja the ninja getup. The, the, the terry cloth outfits for a little bit. Yeah, because Kat was a uh, villain at first. Yes. So this... She was like a spy. So this takes place after all that's gone through, after Kimberly passes it on and moves forward. And they do call they do call forward that they, they pull from canon so well because they didn't use the Sword of Light to transfer Kimberly's powers from Kimberly to Kat. So that plays into the story later. But getting into it, you know, we, we see Kim, not a ranger, just being, you know, the reason why she left. She's in Paris, or where is she? Holland, Netherlands. Some European country. Yeah, well, it says in page one here. It says, uh, oh. Amsterdam, Netherlands. Last day of the Pan-Global Games gymnastic competition. Which is why she left. Remember, she was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go, this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. Like we said a couple issues ago, or a couple episodes ago, you know, she's got her finger, her fingertipless gloves, her super-duper special communicator, her combat boots, and her pink arrow garb. Because there's something not right at home. Uh, she meets like this resistance group. She uses her super duper communicator to reach out to Zordon. And he says, hey, because you're not, you didn't use the sword of light to transfer the pink energy, the pink ranger power. There's still some dormant in you. Like they're like the power ranger, like the, the what, what's the thing? The morphin cube, morphin grid. Yeah, the morphin grid. They're like metachlorian morphin grid. She still is connected to it. Exactly. Somehow. She just doesn't have a... A morpher per se. So Zordon's like, here, I got a sword for you. I like that. He's like, here's a sword. It's working. I'll tell you what. The outfit that she that she's wearing is pretty cool. Pouches. It's like image comics from the 90s. Pouches. It's pretty cool. I liked I liked her outfit. I, I actually liked it when she morphed. Because it's like a it's like the Pink Ranger, but it's a little change. Yeah. Like subtle, subtle costume design. No, I agree. Yeah, it's that's what I was referring to. She's got pouches on her thing. Yes. But no notice, no buckle, mm-hmm. with no morpher buckle, no belt. They make plenty of references to, you know. Oh, I wish I had my. What, what was the cycles that they never used that they called? Their super cycles or whatever. Oh my! Oh, yeah, the super cycles. Their morphin motorbikes or something. It's something with alliteration. I thought that was pretty cool, and then. You know, the first season or the first issue just sets up the villain is Goldar without Rita. Not that he left Rita, but that he's doing this on his own. Well, he's always kind of always had those little subtle side side plots where he's trying to rise to power too. Yes. 
Yes, and it's uh, he makes his own villain, who's actually pretty formidable, and he looks kind of like Goldar, quite honestly, with just a smaller nose, no gold. He looks kind of like him, you know, if like Goldar took off his gold. Kind of. I kind of can see it. And had green hair. But basically, they've entrapped this whole town, and they've enslaved this whole town, and Virto, the Goldar's monster, has basically turned him into these fish people. It's almost like... It came from the Black Lagoon type monsters. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. They're they're capturing Goldar. They're capturing uh, people, and they're trying. To come to find out, he was trying to draw the Pink Power Ranger out. Is what he was trying to do. Ultimately, that was a plan. Yeah, and and he didn't think that he would get just the Pink Power Ranger, or he thought he would just get the Pink Power Ranger. But of course, there's some other resistance people her age. Yeah, I don't remember dude's name, but basically a brother and eventually his sister. But we also get Zach and Trini, which was cool. Like they jumped over to where Zach and Trini. And we kind of learn a little bit what Zach and Trini been up to after they left for the Peace Corps. Like they started up their own little uh... <laughs> their own little Mortal Kombat dojo. Yeah, they're like out in like the freaking Brazilian, Peruvian highlands, like out in the mountains. Yes, but remember when they left for the peace mission, the peace conference, it was in Sweden, I believe. Oh. And so they've moved on from that. Yes, well, this takes place after it, too. Yeah, this is two years after they've left. Yeah, because Trini and Zach, they left before Kimberly left. Yeah, they left in the first, right after this, right after the first season, almost just about a quarter of the way through the second season. Yeah, a little bit into the second season. Yeah. I want to ask you, did you notice throughout just the whole six-issue arc, did you notice how like the, the play between the two of, uh, between Zach and Trini was very, um, it was almost subtle, but it was like, hey, we're doing, we're like doing this, these missions together, like these civilian missions together, not, you know, it's just not a coincidence that we're going from place to place with each other. Ultimately te- setting up and, and eventually showing like, oh, hey, we're dating type thing. I guess. I mean, I just figured they were together as friends just because they're friends. I didn't think they were going right, to go right for, ooh, now they're a couple. They did, though, eventually. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't see it coming. I was wondering if that's what they were hinting at, but it was just written that way. But, yeah, they definitely obviously showed it. Mm-hmm. Remember last episode when I talked about the lazy Black Ranger cosplay that I saw at uh, NC Comic Con? Yeah. Had I read this, I would have realized that what he was going for was the Black Ranger with the because because in this you know eventually when they when she pulls Zach and Trini in, no different than in the main Mighty Morphin series where Tommy gives his power to the other five Rangers when they're in that pocket dimension and they're all like a hint of green. Yeah. They did the same thing here where they're all a hint of pink and Kimberly gives part of her pink power to Zach, to Zach and Trini and they become the black and yellow rangers again, but with their pink variants, I guess. And I didn't realize that that's what that guy was going for that was in that cosplay. It's it's currently on our Instagram, by the way. I was going to say, did you post that on, this, on our Instagram? I did, for you to look at. And there's an awesome, when when they're actively morphing, there is a total lion, uh, lion Thundercats, what's the word, uh, homage in this uh, where Kimberly's holding the sword of light up it's like a total lion o from thundercats homage homage really oh yeah it's the bottom half it's right before they Zack and Trini morph for the first time with the sword of light Kimberly's like hoisting the sword of light up in the air and it's a lion elf a lion lionel yeah cuz lionel is a train oh hmm. lionel is a train lionel is the lion it's a thundercats thing before your time right i'm trying to think of it I don't remember. I 
Lionel had the sword that had the Thundercat symbol. The thunder, thunder, thunder. I remember that. But, but he would hold it up to his face, like it basically in the, the, the cartoon. It was a cartoon, of course. Yeah, no, and he would look through the eyes. Yeah, he would he would basically put the sword in between his eyes, and he would you would basically, as the viewer, be looking at his eyes, and then he would hoist it up in the air and say something. Kind of like he, maybe it's a He-Man thing. I don't remember, but Thundercats. Well, no, they both they both kind of did. Yeah, true. He-Man did. I have the power, and he. I don't remember. I don't remember that as a kid. I just I know what it what it said. And then um, Lionel is thunder, 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 and he kind of hoisted it more. He like swipes and then he hoists it up at the end. Yeah, it, it's been so long since I've seen Thundercats. Honestly, I don't really remember watching Thundercats as much as a kid as I did watching He-Man and of course the awful. Conan the Barbarian cartoon, mm-hmm. but that's just looking at because I'm, I'm thumbing through these as we talk about them. That's uh, that's what I remember. You know what these uh, outfits remind me of? What? Especially uh, Kim's is. Do you remember when Ben Riley took over as Spider-Man for a little bit? Yes. And he had that like hodgepodge Spider-Man outfit. The blue hoodie. No, that was that was when he was the Scarlet Spider. No, he had like the Spider-Man where it had the spider that was on the full chest. It was still red and blue, but like two of the fingers, like the thumb and the index finger, uh, excuse me, the, the index finger and the pinky were the red Spider-Man with the, with the spirals on it. But then the middle finger and the ring finger were blue and he had the web shooters on the outside instead of on the un, underneath his palm. And it was... Uh, oh, I see. Oh, yes. It, it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Huh. Like it's a mashup, so to speak. Hmm. I can see what you're saying, kind of. But it's also pretty cool with the hood. I, I can see what you're kind of saying there. Yeah. Now, granted, they still wear, Zach still wears black and Trini still wears yellow because I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, basically the second issue is sets up, okay, we have a team now, albeit a three-man team, three-person team. And Zordon sets up even more issue that they'll circle back to later, where the current Power Rangers team, including the White Ranger Tommy, is off-world, and Zordon can't get a hold of them. And they don't really say if Kimberly and Tommy are together at this point. It leads you to think that they're not together, because she doesn't want to see him. Correct, and she's totally out of touch with what he's doing, that he's off-world, etc., etc. Well, I mean, we did skip a whole big chunk right now, though. Did we? What did we skip? Yeah, we... Because you went right to Zordon. We forgot to talk about how put, how they fight Goldar. Oh, they haven't yet they because can... they just now morphed. Oh, well, oh, you jumped over to Zordon and off-world. Oh, that's on the next page. Oh. Basically, Kimberly give, or Zordon gives Kimberly the Sword of Light because he's got 24 hours, she's got 24 hours with it before Zordon loses connection to Earth. Then Zordon tells them that the rest of the team is off-world, otherwise they just send them in. Mm-hmm. And that's when they fight Goldar. Ah, yes. Okay, no, I remember. Okay. And Goldar basically makes short work of him and says, Haha, I've stolen your Sword of Light. Yeah, well, basically, Zordon, his whole thing is that he wants to steal the Sword of Light to be able to steal the power from Zordon. Yes. Or Goldar, Goldar wants the Zord. And Usurp Rita. Yes. As well. And to do this, he also has constructed another new Zord with the wrecked Zords of the uh, Ninja Megazord. No, wait. The Thunder Megazord. The Thunder Zords. The Thunder Zords. With Cyclonus. Uh, Cyclopsis. Cyclopsis. And he calls it Typhonus. Which I guess we're going to go with because that's whatever. Well, and here's where I have a continuity issue. Go on. 
let's see here. I'm looking for the exact. Trini says something. The Typhonus will have the power of all our old Zords fueled by our own energy, meaning their old Zords, the Thunder Megazord, from the Sword of Light. Oh, Trini, they didn't, Trini never got the Thunder Zords. Exactly. Oh, shit. Continuity. Maybe they just didn't realize that when they wrote it. I'm just thinking that maybe she was referring to as the Power Rangers, the team, or teams, every iteration well, Trini, of them. Trini could have possibly known that, or maybe she heard or told about her. X, Y, or Z. It could have been any of the issues where she acknowledged those were their old Zords because the Zords became the Thunder Zords. Yes. I, I think that's probably what it Trini was. Ne- she, I'm, I'm pretty sure she, she never said, said the Unicorn Zord my unicorns are, she said, our old swords. I don't remember what the Thunder Megazord was, but yeah, it was... No, it was... No, no, it was... Uh, Trini's would have been the uh, Sabertooth Tiger turned into the unicorn. I, I don't remember. Not unicorn, the Pegasus? No, Pegasus and... Nah, they wouldn't have given it a proper name. I, I don't remember. I, I believe you, I oh, just no. don't remember. It's been so long, because that roll yeah, call no. was about a mile long. Thunder Megazords. Remember when they were like, oh yeah, Sabertyrannosaurus... Uh, it was like uh, Triceratops. Uh, Triceratops was a unicorn. I, I, I do know, believe. I'm, I'm looking right now. But basically like uh, Macedon, Lion, Thunderzord power. Remember how they would do that stupid roll yes. call thing? Oh my god, yeah, no, that was annoying. I, I remember that. That was like, alright, you're a bit much here. Mm-hmm. One thing we did fail to mention is one of the people... Kimberly basically comes back. This takes place at at home. She lives just south of Paris, and she's in Amsterdam. So why does she go from Amsterdam to Paris? Because real quick, Griff. Uh, she had the Griffin Thunderzord. Yes, or the Yellow Ranger, whoever that was at the time. Yeah. No, it says Trini piloted it. That's right. She did until the middle part of the second season when they brought in the White Ranger. That's you're absolutely right. It says, "All right, wow." My, I'm wrong in continuity. Damn. Uh, one one major plot point we did skip over is how does Kimberly? Why does she go from Amsterdam with the uh, the pink arrow garb on her motorcycle, by the way, to back to just south of Paris? Well, she lives there with her mom and stepdad, but she can't get a hold of them and hasn't been able to for a couple days to tell her that she won a kajillion medals. Turns out that her mother turns into one of these fish people because Kimberly comes back home and puts two and two together that the townsfolk are being enslaved and turned into these town uh, these fish people by Verdo. That's why she's even there. Otherwise, she'd be like, what do I care? I mean, she wouldn't be like that. She's a Power Ranger, and they do everything perfectly, right? Uh, Long story short, issue three. uh, So issue two, between issue two and three, you'll hear this in the interview, Brendan Fletcher and Kelly Thompson wrote the outline for the entire miniseries. The script, starting in issue three, was solely written by Teeny Howard with the story, the overarching story, from Brendan Fletcher and Kelly Thompson uh, working within that those boundaries. Uh, so this is issue three of six is where she picks up and finishes four, five, and six as well. All right. Basically, issue three, and this is riveting, I'm sure, in the way we're going through this, but Serge, that's uh, the, one of the guys from town that she, that Kimberly meets in the first issue. He was looking for a sister. His sister, we find out, was captured by Goldar, and Serge turns in, basically tells where to find Kimberly, her base of, her base of operation. And all the uh, fish monsters capture them, and that's how Goldar gets the Sword of Light in issue two. Serge is reconnected with his sister, but, and, and of course, they capture the Trini, Kimberly, and Zack, and they put them in cages. But this was kind of cool. 
the way they escape is they produce a hologram of the current six Power Rangers. I thought that was a pretty cool idea to do. Yeah. What, what better way to distract them with another five Rangers? Six. I meant six. The current team. I meant, I meant six. <laughs> It was pretty, uh, pretty, and of course they had to basically make mention that, oh, yeah, it's a new communicator that can do stuff like that. So the monsters attack it, they flip over the cages that they're locked well, in. basically they, they create a distraction, they escape, and during the escape, you come to find out that uh, this little henchman guy that Goldar took under his wing, we'll say, basically pulled a double turnaround. After he realized that uh, Goldar was going to double cross Rita, he uh, planned to destroy Goldar and their Power Rangers with, with uh, Typh- Typhonus. Oh, that's not yet. That's not until... Yeah. That's not until later. Oh. No, what what happened here is that Kimberly recognizes her mom and makes her mom... Helps her mom remember who she is. That's where... That's the turn that happens in this episode, in this issue. I don't have them in front of me, so I'm trying to... I'm trying to... I'm trying to walk with you on this one. I... No, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I think that happens in... at the Toward the end of this epi- uh, of this issue. Yeah. Basically, they get the Sword of Light back. They remorph and... After they morph, that's when Goldar basically tells Verta that he's a waste of space and basically chastises him, and they fight. Go figure. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, and they fight some more, and then what happens here? They fight even more. Oh, and basically they get into... Verto comes in, and they, they get in Verto somehow. Kimberly, Kimberly's mom and Goldar, because then, then what happens here at this point is Verto basically says... Goldar, I'm going to correct what I said a minute ago. Goldar, Kimberly, and Kimberly's mom gets in Typhonus, 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 however you want to say it. Verto builds a back door into it, into the control, excuse me, into the controls and basically sends it to the ocean floor. Cliffhanger for issue four. What happens here is Goldar gets mad some more and eventually realizes with Kimberly telling him so that they have to work together to escape. So basically in this issue, we got... Enemy of my enemy. Goldar's... What? The enemy of my enemy. Yeah, the whole idea that Goldar's going to try and help them. Goldar's acknowledging the only way to truly beat this guy and not have him tell Rita about everything is to team up with the Power Rangers. Yes, much to... He doesn't want to. Isn't, much he doesn't want to. And then along with that, he also... We also have Zordon call in and let them know that they can use two other Rangers to help them. They need to, to have... A fighting chance. More, to have a full team. So in this whole issue, it's the escaping from the Zord. Goldar kind of acknowledging the temporary alliance. And near the end, we get two more rangers, which is... Uh, what's, what's the kid's name? It's uh, Serge and his sister. Ser- Serge and his sister. Yeah. And it's uh, they're, they are the red and blue rangers. Yes, and they gave... They did not give her a skirt, but Kimberly and Trini do not have skirts either. I like that. Yeah, they're they're going for a uniform look, and I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really cool because I think the sister was was she blue? She was blue with pink accents. It was cool. They they looked cool as a ranger. I know? agree. And then um, well, you, you you skipped over one part, and that's okay. How do they escape from Typhonus? Well, they find a Zord that still works because it's all cobbled together, a bunch of old Zords. Kimberly gets in yeah. the Firebird, Thunderbird, the Thunderbird, Thunder Firebird thing. They dry, she pilots that with Goldar and her mom's, her fish mom, and they pilot, pilot that out of there and it gets, it lands. And then they give her, then they give her friends the temporary power. Which is pretty cool. And, um, so you go with that. And then, uh, I think that's at the end of this one then. I think the issue five is the big fight. 
Yeah, they they do the they do the we got five minutes. Let's create a whole bunch of traps type thing mm-hmm. in within town so that all the fish people don't get killed but get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Alpha delivers them motorcycles that can now fly. Basically, the Hawkeye Sky Cycle. Basically, this this guy Vol- Voltar. Vol- Voltron. No, the. Uh, oh, Verdo. Ver- Verdo. They they defeat Verdo. They have to fight him. They defeat him. Goldar doesn't hurt the Rangers as promised, but he does uh, go back in a word, and he straight just murders this dude. Eventually, yeah. I mean, he he basically says, "You saved my life, so I won't kill him." Before he can turn everybody back. So he turns them all back. So all the parents, and it's funny, is all the parents that that uh, they have been fighting, they don't remember anything. So yep. even better. And then right at that, you fly like he's up in there, and you see a crack, or you, it says like there's there are emotions that he it's, it's obvious he's dead. And it's like oh yeah, he well he puts a sword right through. That's him. what it says. It, like, it, it was like damn, he straight just killed him. I love the way they drew it though. Like you see Goldar, he says, "I keep my promises," meaning that he would get he earlier called back to that he killed Verdo. He would kill Verdo. But you see Goldar in normal coloring, but then you see just a shadow of Verdo yeah. with a sword sticking out the front. I mean, I, I like, so like they toned down like straight up, like you didn't see any deaths in Power Ranger, but it was implied, it was obvious. Yeah, yeah, they, they did it real well to, to kind of cloak and dagger yeah. it just a little bit, literal dagger. Yeah, it was, it's kind of like what happened. And I'm going to tell you, I really liked this last issue. It was really cool, a great like wrap up. We got we got a couple of conclusions. You got a conclusion with the Power Rangers. Apparently, they needed help, and Kimberly got to go be a ranger in a Megazord one last time. Um, they sent Tor Tordis. Tor. They sent Tor and um, Titanus. Titanus, yeah. Like, I Which is weird that. that they could the two of them could combine because if I'm not mistaken, the old Zords were used to make the new Zords. Was what I thought Alpha had told, had said about the the Thunder Zords versus the Megazord. You know they had to get them back to create the Thunder Zords or something. Yeah, but I don't think Titanus was melted down or used to create Tor. I think Tor was just Tor. Well, that's true because they did bring out. I think I told you this in a couple episodes ago. How did they get the Thunder Megazord or whatever came out the Shogun Megazord and Titanus to work together because they weren't part of the Sentai? Is that they used the toys? Yes. That would lend credence to why Titanus still is still around. Yes, and I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I liked how magically Titanus and Tor are mad or these gigantic hulking machines, and they go up against Serpentera because we come to find out Power Rangers now fighting Zed and Rita, probably on the moon. I'm assuming planet Aruland, O R U L I N D. So they're they're fighting somewhere out in space, mm-hmm. and Titanus is a, has a scrambler, so no one, none of the Zord, the Ninja Megazord, is down. It can't, it can't be used. Yeah, it's got some sort of lock on their tech or something. I forget what they called it. So they have the, so the Power Rangers are trying to get to Serpentera, and here comes Titanus and Tor with a Typhonus half thrown together piece Megazord flying to Serpentera, and you're like, oh my god. And Serpentera was not that big back in the show. It was, was, it was pretty big, it, though, it if was, I remember correctly. It was correctly. pretty big, but not that big. Like, they were literally, like... They were they were dwarfed they, compared to it. The size of a Power Ranger to a Megazord is what it looked like from the Megazord to Titan, to Serpentera. It, like, towered over the Rangers. Yeah, I would... Yeah, it sure did. I mean, and I'm not gonna say, oh, the, it's wrong, but it's like, come on, that that was a little too much of an exaggeration. Maybe it's just an angle shot, but 
a little too much there, I think. We'll go because, with that. Because how is, even if you didn't have a scrambler, how the hell is a Megazord, any of the Megazords, going to be able to stand up to Serpentera when it's that much of a difference? They're going to wait till it runs out of energy. Fuck, Serpentera could fucking kick the Megazord, and it's, there you go, man, you, you're done. If you remember, Serpentera ran out of energy all the time. That's the only way that they beat it, I think, if I remember correctly. Really? I don't remember the Serpentera episodes. It was it was it was Zed Zord, so it was season two, and it, it didn't really, if I remember correctly, it ran out of energy. That was pretty much it. I have to check it out. Like it runs on a battery, or like a double A battery or something. I think it's two double A batteries. So it lasts twice as long. Exactly. They need to get like a USB port soldered into that thing with like a ba- like a battery brick or something. <laughs> We've made leaps and bounds with technology. I don't know, man. As the technology gets better and better, the Power Ranger toys, like the Megazords, look shittier and shittier. Yeah, true, but they're still fun to... Not the newer stuff, they look fucking stupid as fuck, man. Like, the Megazords themselves, in the shows, you're like, really? Like, that, like, that's what you're, like... It's still a guy in the suit. You're not fooling anyone. Just Except kids, you know, the like, target audience. Like, literally, it's still a guy in a suit. Make it how it used to be. People like that vintage look. It made it like the cutscene of the vintage like fights in the, in the foam city. That was vi- cool. People acknowledge it's not real. The best, like I said last time, is the paper buildings that the Megazord just crushed. Yeah, because there's like a lot of people dead. You, well, implied, but when you're a kid, you don't think about it or care. Nah, I'm mean, gonna be honest. The minute I fucking the minute if I was a kid, the minute Megazords came out, I'm like, oh shit. Uh oh, run to the hills. It's like a it's like a weekly threat of is my house gonna die? Am I gonna die? Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll go run over in that quarry and fight again like they always do. Or they're fighting in a park. There's trees everywhere. They jumped and now they're on the edge of a cliff in the middle of the mountains. And there's no there is nothing near them. Yeah. The abandoned industrial district as well. No, no. I'm talking about like where they literally jump and it's just, you're on a side and it's obvious they're in Japan or wherever they're filming the Sentai and they're off like on an edge of a mountain. Oh yeah, that. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. And you're like, and you can see like the forest and the hills and you're like, dude, they were just in, in the city. Where the hell did this come from? Teleportation, man. They didn't teleport. They freaking jumped. That Those spandex outfits and special boots. You can't see them, but they got rocket thrusters on the bottom. Exactly. Rocket thrusters in my ass. They can, dude, they can jump from the ground into their Zord. They're not fucking jumping to the forest seven miles away. Well, when they jump 40, 50 feet up in the air, if you're jumping straight up in the air, you're going to go really high. But if you're jumping at an angle, you can go seven miles, let's pretend. It's a kid's show. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but... This last episode was cool because it did bring a closure after uh, defeating Serpentera, the Rangers. They said they, they basically just kind of came in, saved the day, and just flew off. And I could only be as as confused as possible because if I was a Power Ranger, I'd be like, wait, hold on. That looks familiar. That's, that's Tor. And then it's gone. Nope. No mention ever. You know what? They, did, they didn't attack him. So I guess that was a good thing. I think even when they show up, they're like, I think they say something like, oh, it's another Ranger team. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. But this issue was basically a... Have fun. Showing Tommy how disconnected she is from... Kimberly is from Tommy. Yeah. Because... And and then finally at the end, you, st- you come to see that she... She isn't hiding from him because she broke up with him. She's hiding from him because 
she hasn't yet, and she's she feels like she has to. Yeah. And then you see her start with the Dear John letter. And even if you do, I will give the credit to the artist, is that it, when there's a scene where she's trying to write down and on all the letters, it's like, starts like, you can see, like, it wasn't just like mumbled, like, it starts, it says Dear John, or Dear Tommy. Dear Tommy. And it's like, that's what she's doing. As a kid, I don't, rem- I don't remember that episode as a kid. I just remember, like, one moment, Timothy was there, then it was gone. Well, it says one year later. Like, she she thought about it for a year when she was at the Pan Global Games training grounds in Florida. And I think it was, I do believe it was Zio by then. No, the Dear John was it was before Zio. Was it? No, that's fine. I, Pretty sure. I, I, here, I'll Google Dear John Power Rangers episode. Yeah, I'm actually doing that. I, I'm actually already doing that. And Power Rangers Zio, there's no business like snow business. For real? Yes, sir. All right, maybe. All right, then you you got me. Uh, I did see. Side note that I forget when it was. Jason David Frank basically said that that he forgives Kimberly for writing Tommy a Dear John letter, which I thought was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. Basically, the actor has forgiven both characters. You know, the character who wrote it, he forgives her. I'm glad that he. I'm glad that uh, he forgives her then. Yeah. And I don't remember if I said it before or not, but this issue, yeah, I did say it. This issue is basically about Kimberly and, and Tommy's, not tension, but there is a noticeable split. They're obviously in two different countries, continents, doing two different things, him being a Power Ranger and her being a gymnast. Mm-hmm. And the current team doesn't know who comes and saves them. And in part, Kimberly, part of it too, is that Kimberly gives a sort of light back. They relinquish their powers. Zach and Trini decide that they might stay. And then a year later, you see Kimberly in Florida starting to write the Dear John letter. I mean, I think it was a good closure that, you know, we all, everyone kind of finally got a little bit. I mean, if people were looking for it, regardless, it was a really good miniseries. I wouldn't mind to see miniseries to see if, like, the time in between Mighty Morphin and and Zeo with Jason. Yeah, some of those would be pretty cool. To put a button on this one first, though, I really like the fact that you see what events... In theory, they're canon, but you see what events lead up to Kimberly writing that letter to Tommy, mm-hmm. not just off screen. Oh, she's not interested anymore. We never do see that somewhat. Like I went actually went back and watched that video. Uh, maybe I'll drop the audio in right here. Dear Tommy, everything is going great here in Florida. Coach Schmidt has me as ready as I'll ever be for the competition. Man, Kimberly's gonna do great. What else does she say? Uh, Tommy, this is the hardest letter I've ever had to write. You've always been my best friend, and in some ways you're like a brother. But something has happened here that I can't explain. It's both been wonderful and painful at the same time. Tommy, I've met someone else. Tommy, you know I would never do anything to hurt you. But I feel like I found the person that I belong with. He's wonderful, kind, and caring. You'd really like him. Everything would be perfect if it weren't for hurting you. But I have to follow my heart. I will always care about you, Tommy. Please forgive me. Kimberly. At the end, it says that she's met someone else. I don't know if that was her taking the high road and being the bad guy. Maybe it's that she met someone else, meaning not someone as a person, but something. She became someone else. Something else has taken a priority over being a Power Ranger, and she acknowledges that. I think it's more or less for taking a high road because she acknowledges that Tommy is a leader. He doesn't need to think twice. 
he's meant to be a Power Ranger. He can't be a Power Ranger while also being his while also being her girlfriend, because he can't make a commitment to it in the sense that she's not doing any good by by keeping him uh, leading him on while he's constantly always in battle and danger or holding him back from li- what he's. Yeah, he needs to be a Power Ranger to be a to be a Ranger. He's got a, no distractions type thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's where I was going. That's where I was going to go with it too. I I would agree with that fully. Mm-hmm. So I'll drop that audio in somewhere. But yeah, so you were saying it would be pretty neat to see other other Rangers, either other ones that have left mid stride, like like the Red Ranger, like Jason, or you know maybe in between Jason being the Red Ranger and when Jason returns as the Gold Zero Ranger. Yeah. That would be pretty neat. Kind of like what what was he doing in between or. Hell, well, what is it like on on uh, Aquatar for Billy? Yes, that that would be neat because it's a whole new world to play with where we don't actually know what what happened there, what it looks like aside from there's water, and he went mm-hmm. from old Billy back to ostensibly young Billy. Yep, we never got any closure with that. Well, there's a underlying reason, but obviously, yeah, he he left the show for his for personal yeah, reasons. Him, you can find the and that's why they had him beat. Oh yeah, no, I was watching one of the interviews from it. It was really, it was really weird. Well, I think that was right around the time he was becoming comfortable with talking about it. From my perspective, he didn't know how to address it, and so he just kind of came out with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think now it's because it's even more of a conversation in general in the current world that we live in that it's a much easier conversation to have. Yeah, we're not going to get into it here. You know, you can go online and look at it if yeah. you want to as a as a listener. <laughs> Anyway, I'm pretty sure that's a wrap. That is a wrap, young sir. Anything you wanted, anything else you wanted to mention about the show, about the comics? Not the comics, but I did notice, uh, and I still have yet to watch any of them. Um, I'm surprised you haven't. I'm assuming you haven't because you, all you've done is Critical Role. Is yep, Hyperforce. Yeah, Hyperforce. Have not yet. I'm gonna. I I want to do that after I come up to my next break in Critical Role. It's just there's a really epic quest going on involving fucking dragons and. You're such a cool I, person. They just oh. Um, it's a lot of shit is happening in critical role at this moment. Yeah. Okay. It's critical that you watch it, right? Exactly. I listened to it. Yes. So I believe it's, it's either the third or the fourth episode. They roll out the Megazord for Hyperforce. I'm, how about this one? I want to come back next week. Maybe let's, let's each listen to episode one or watch episode one of, of Hyperforce uh, Power Rangers. Yeah. I think uh, I'll have plenty of free time. Sweet. I'll be visiting family. So I'll have plenty of free time. Perfect. Perfect. All right, guys, so let's, uh, Sean, tell them where to find you. Sean is on the internet. Uh, you can find him at SeanCV79 on Xbox Live as well as on Instagram. That's, yeah, that's my social footprint. Anthony? Uh, you give me on anything at A-N-T-M-U-L-L-E. I do another show called Back Issues Comic Book Podcast. Catch that out on the BICBP-radio.com network we have a whole bunch of shows on there uh, back issues was the flagship show and it's spawned a whole bunch of beautiful new shows um sean do you have the social account information for power rangers yes uh we have a beautiful email address it's power rangers in cyberspace at gmail.com that's what's up we also have a uh, poorly maintained facebook page yes, it is. power rangers in cyberspace we have a instagram very well maintained yeah, instagram. Very well maintained. you're welcome Power Rangers in Cyberspace. And I don't think we have any other social media things. 
Oh, you can find us on Twitter at Retroblist. What? Not really. No, I'm, no, I'm you kidding. can't be after it was a quail. I was kidding. That was a joke. Anyway, we'll see you next time, guys.